This is Stephen Adams. And this is Kevin Dr- oh, sorry. <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> You're Kevin Durant, mate. <laughs> good to see you, mate. Different complexion. Okay, let's go here. <laughs> so, this is Stephen Adams. And this is Anna's Cantor. You're listening to the Down to Earth. Down to Dunk podcast. What? Down to, down to Dunk. Down to Dunk. I'll down say that. Dunk. Introduce yourself, mate. Here's Stephen Adams, and I'm Anna's Cantor. And you're listening to Down to Dunk podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Down to Dunk Podcast. This is your host, Andrew Schleicht, and with me, my good friend, Jay Smith. Jay, what's ha- up? Happy Monday, man. It's Monday. It's a good yeah. day. It's a good day, kind of. Yeah, I woke up this morning, and, uh, you know, one of the terribly unhealthy things that I do when I wake up is check my Twitter immediately. <laughs> yeah. And... and particularly unhealthy today huh i know it just is one of those things it's just not the right way to start your day because i was excited man monday night fun game seven o'clock yeah oklahoma city versus golden state this is if oklahoma city is going to beat golden state tonight it's probably their best chance and And chris haynes goes and ruins everything all of it and uh (laughs) and also solidifies himself as like the worst writer in the history of espn basketball well, just ESPN, actually. Maybe all the sports media. It's so bad. So he he wrote a story this morning basically saying that the Thunder should have been kissing the feet of Kevin Durant as he came back the first time, and the Warriors were very dissatisfied. What was the bewildered was one of the words. Furious. I didn't read and he, they were furious and bewildered at the inactivity of the Thunder organization when it came to Kevin Durant. In which case completely wrong because they did sam presti thanked kevin durant before he came uh royce young put out a little piece or they basically basically just put out a quote of what he said he said a lot of nice things about kd and basically and then there was like this this narrative that kevin durant is somehow a victim in all of this continues to come up so let me find this quote because it is It's just infuriating. It makes no sense. So at the end of the article, Chris Haynes writes, Durant was emotionally drained after that game, and he too felt that the situation could have been handled better prior to his arrival. This is the same guy that, at the end of his interview, said that he didn't think it was loud enough. This is the same guy that left this team to go to the 73-win Warriors. It's the same guy. It's the same guy. And I think that this is a good time to move into a question... From our good friend D Tally. Did you see this? I didn't. So D-Tally. I'm excited though. So I think this is a good time to address kind of what this is like. So D Tally writes, and I'm gonna read some of he's he's has kind of a lengthy thing here. So he writes, I would love a segment where movies or hist- or history are examined from the from the perspective of the Golden State Warriors. For example, Lord Voldemort is the inspirational rags to riches story of our generation (laughs) next one why was simba so unfair to scar should have released a statement of support after scar killed mufasa um he's got some others but i I have some so from the warrior's perspective when anakin turned into vader the jedi should have given him a big welcoming back whenever he came back to battle them yep yep uh peter pan should have been happy when hook took his kids (laughs) um after speaking all of my languages here man after jafar takes the genie from aladdin 
Aladdin should have been really grateful to him because the genie did so many good things for him. He really just should have handled that a lot better. Um, John Wilkes Booth should have been named president after he killed Abraham Lincoln. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, and William Howard Taft's bathtub should have welcomed him right back in after he got stuck in it. Just right back. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm trying to think of some off the top of my head. Uh, I just... I think... I think I don't rela- relationship is the best one still. This is like your girlfriend breaks up with you and you're out at an outback steakhouse and you're sitting there and your girlfriend comes in with her new boyfriend who's a lot stronger and better looking than you are and then he looks at you and you're trying to avoid eye contact. You really don't want to talk to her. Your boy, The boyfriend comes over and says, hey, why are you not welcoming her to the outback steakhouse? Why are you, what are you? What are you doing? You need to be. You should have laid out the red carpet for her as she walked to her booth. What's the problem here? Yeah, I mean, it's exactly it. And in the midst of all of it, you're, so where I kind of went is I'm. So today, Eric Horn from the Oklahoma here locally or News yeah. OK wrote or did a few interviews with Steve Kerr and Steph, and both of them are just like. Dude, we don't know where this comes from. Like, we didn't say this. We don't believe it. Steve Kerr is like, Sam Presti is a good friend of mine. And the Thunder are like a first-class organization. And so for me, it's like, obviously, it's being leaked somewhere, yeah. from somewhere. Uh, I, I would be very surprised. Steve Kerr is a lot of things. I don't see him just, like, lying to keep a story from, you know, being big. He's just, and, and Steph Kerr is just like, man... I wake up every morning and read some stupid column that makes no sense and is based on something that never happened. Uh, And so it's hard for me because I think that there are, I mean, mean, number one, we know that Katie's PR firm is just like trying all they can do to paint him not or no longer as the victim or no longer as the villain, excuse me. And so I, I think that I could see it being leaked from there and maybe some of the Golden State guys. I mean, there's tons, and I'm not going to walk into some of the speculations of what it could or couldn't be, but uh, there's a reason that this would have been leaked like this, but it doesn't seem like, it really doesn't seem like outside of maybe a few people um, <clears throat> that, that the Golden State team was really thinking about how uh, bad it was whenever they came back to Oklahoma City because anybody with half a brain would is, recognize that they're not going to welcome him back with a red carpet. This is Durant's camp. Like, this is that's what it is, right? Like, this is... I, I really don't believe this is the Golden State Warriors, unless you believe the storyline that they leaked that, then saw how it was being perceived in the media, and then have completely backpedaled on it. I don't think that that's right. I do think that this is Durant's team. Because I do think Durant's team leaked this, a story right after about Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant to the same guy, Chris Haynes, after the first game was over. Yep. And that was published the next day. And it was awful. Just a lot of things that were untrue, like we're living in a world of fake news, like this is fake news. Like none of this none of this stuff really happened. It's just revisionist history. And it just continues to happen with the same guy being told the same untrue things. <laughs> I and mean um, yeah, and it's so all thinks- and it's all making Durant. It's all supposed to make Kevin Durant look better, right? That's what it's supposed to do. Something that's not terrible, like that Chris Ains article on the Warriors today, is the March Madness box from Chicken Express. It's incredible, great value, great food. 
And here's what you get. Check this out. Two tenders, one fish, one side, one drink, a biscuit or a roll, and two hush puppies for $6.99. You can't beat that deal. You can share that with somebody. You can have it all to yourself. It's great food. Check out Chicken Express. There's locations all around uh, Oklahoma City. There's locations in Texas, all over Texas if you live there, uh, and also the surrounding states of Oklahoma. Really great food, a quality product. You really got to go check out Chicken Express. Their chicken tenders are to die for. Also, if you're going to pick biscuit or roll, uh, I go with roll. The rolls are delicious. The biscuits are also good, but I'm going roll. You should go check out Chicken Express this week. And back to the podcast. Yeah. Yes. In in theory, that's what it's supposed to do. And it's weird. Like, why would ESPN, if he's the, he's the mouthpiece of the Durant PR machine. Right. And he's not, a, I mean, he's not a great writer anyway. Like I don't read anything. I've never, I've never actually read a single thing he's written. Uh, not that that's the basis of whether or not he's a good writer, but it's like when that's what you're doing and he's just going for clicks and it just yeah. makes no sense. Like it's I, coming I don't from it, ESPN too, which is frustrating because ESPN is a good network, a real, a real network. Yeah, that normally has good writers like and real reporters. <laughs> yeah, and in the midst of all of it, it's it's one of those things where every part of me going into tonight thought that this night was just going to be a basketball night, right? Like I thought, right. hey, this is going to be just a normal good fun game, you know, high, high profile game. And I was kind of ready for some of that crap to kind of fade over. And, and I, I share it with you, and I don't know if I share it with everybody on the pod, but you know, I, I kind of felt like you, you can respond however you want to, like I can justify wearing cupcake outfits and t-shirts and being furious, whatever. Uh, I wasn't probably one of those guys, right? Like I yeah. still, my, my response was more of a, like, I feel still sad about what this team potentially could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but I give everybody – everybody can do whatever they want to. And so tonight I was hoping like, hey, some of that fades away and it just becomes a good basketball game again. The last one was like a show. And the whole thing just this chaotic – I mean insane. Like this city was the center of attention and, and it just was in, insane. And so I was really excited about tonight being just a normal game to where you can just see the teams for who they are, You know, even though the Warriors are, are without Durant. But, but it seems like this thing was just laid there to make this game – even more not about the actual game. Yeah. Uh, and that's I, just it's, I mean, I just see a lot of things, other reasons why it would be coming from Durant. I mean, recently we saw his brother on Friday went on like this Twitter rant that led to him deleting his account where he basically talked about how Russ is chasing triple doubles and that it's really stupid, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this is one of the guys that's in Durant's ear all the time. And probably a guy that's leaking stuff to people a lot, you know? I mean, I would not be surprised if he was the leak that said that this said all this stuff and said this is coming from the Warriors, too. Um, that would which not, you know not the, be shocking at all. Which I've heard some of that. Like, And I wonder, the Warriors aren't, aren't going to be okay with that. They shouldn't. They shouldn't be because they. I mean, they've done a good job. Like anytime I listen to Bob Myers talk, I'm like, oh gosh, I hate that guy. But he's actually seems like a good dude. Same thing with Steve Kerr. Like, oh, Steve Curry's coaching this team that I really, really have a distaste for. But he's such a good guy. Like, man, like he's his his response today. Like, I was my blood had been boiling. I woke up at like two o'clock in the morning and. I had someone had sent me that article and I read it then my blood just boiled until I saw this video of Steve Kerr and I was like, Oh, 
okay <laughs> like that makes way more sense than what was written or what was leaked yeah. um and just i don't I don't know. I, I think that Rock Nation, I think that all that all those guys, I think like the Durant interview with Bill Simmons and how that was set up and the way that his agent talked and the things that his brother has said and just even the move from Oklahoma City to the team that beat him to the team that should have been his rival for the next 10 years. Like that says a lot too. Like all of this just really says a lot about Kevin Durant and who's surrounding him and who's saying what. The Warriors weren't really like that last year, right? They weren't. These stories were not coming out last year. And I know that the Kevin Durant thing is obviously a huge thing, but I also think that who he's brought with him and the stories and the way that they want Kevin Durant to look good. And Kevin Durant can't look good tonight because he's not playing. So how can we make him look good? Uh, we're going to leak this story and then maybe make OKC look bad, but really it's, it's backfired tremendously. Yeah. And and that's the thing is there's actually been a pretty big backlash beyond just, uh, like local. It's not just us homers, but like media people are like, okay, get over yourself. And it's a bad look for golden state. I mean, that's the thing is it's not, not just impacting Kevin Durant and his team, like they're like, okay, could Golden State be any more petty, you know? And and it's it, it sucks, like really, like the, and, and not to spec. I'm not trying to speculate. I have no inside information, uh, but I wonder if some of this crap is some of those inside things that maybe the Warriors are are talking about. They're dealing with right. Sure. And I don't know. Like I said, it's total speculation, and I don't know. But there is part of it that makes you wonder. Like, are they, um, you know, not happy? with the way some of those things are going uh, on the inside. So, but we'll see. I don't know. I, I, like I said, I'm just excited about the game. Like I've been waiting for this. Like I put, I set my TV up outside. It's been really nice here in the evenings in Oklahoma city. And so I'm like just jacked to sit on my back porch and watch the game. And then all of a sudden this crap comes in and you're just like, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it I takes mean, away from the actual game. I mean, Chris Herring, who is a writer for Five Thirty Eight and for ESPN's true hoop network, he, who works basically with Chris Haynes, wrote, they seem to have this desire to be universally, universally like still. You don't get to have that anymore once you poach a top three player after 73-9. and nine. I thought that was really good. And then Steve Ashburner, who writes for NBA.com, said, henceforth, 29 other teams, Adam Silver and the Board of Governors, yeah. will consult the Golden State Warriors locker room and coaches' office on how to conduct business. I just, I loved it. That was, then, the ba- that was probably my favorite tweet of the morning, for sure. I don't know if you read what Tom Ziller wrote this morning. It was really, really good. Uh-uh. So I'll read just a part of it. He said, this is delusional. Durant made a decision that really worked out for the Warriors. That should be enough. To expect that he should not have to pay the piper on the consequences from that decision. In this case, the cupcake taunting, the bad vibes, bad vibes directed at him is ludicrous. There is no report reported security breaches, and it's not as though the Thunder broke any rules. In fact, Presti, the GM, did thank Durant for his role in the Thunder's rise, both in July and February. And then he goes on to say other stuff, which he, he wrote a really good response to it. Everybody, yeah. like everybody looks at this and says, this is so dumb. Everybody. Well, and the other thing, so just one more, because the comparison always goes back to LeBron coming back to Cleveland, right? Yeah. With Miami, like maybe I'm just wrong and I didn't hear it, but I can't imagine Pat Riley or LeBron's camp, like whoever it was in that equation, saying that 
Cleveland should have done something differently. Like it's, it's just asinine to have that assumption, right? Like I don't, I don't anyway, it, I, I, like I said, I just, it's so stupid. And I really, hope, I really hope that it's just somebody outside of the actual people that play basketball Yeah, because you should recognize that. Like, I can't understand how you would have come to the game expecting for anything to go any other way. <laughs> Kevin Durant left and didn't, he didn't send, he didn't put an article in the paper. He didn't put billboards up. Like he literally left overnight basically and never has done anything to make amends. And I think, I can't remember who it was that said this is maybe what would have gone further in, in settling down the reaction of Oklahoma city is if Kevin Durant picked up the phone and, called somebody <laughs> you know you know so that was, was like carrie young it was carrie carrie's yeah. carrie's awesome yeah and um, she, man. so for me it's like there's so much there's so many other parts of it and for them to try to spin it like this it just makes it like you are the crybabies you and you're not just the crybabies that aren't good you're the 73 win team who just got better and now all you do is complain and cry like what do you want what do you want I'll say this. I kind of like it. it. There's something very satisfying about seeing them complain and then seeing everybody just trash them on the internet. There's something like sickly satisfying to me about it. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't want them to act that way, but it's also like that means that there's some kind of inner turmoil happening there. Whenever they should be able to keep everything in house, they have four all NBA players on one team. If they could keep everything in house, just try to get through this patch where Kevin Durant's hurt and try to just keep their heads above water, wait for him to come back, and then get back on track to a championship and just stay all quiet, that's ideal for them, right? Yes. It is yes. not ideal for them to be leaking stuff like this. It is not ideal for them to have Kevin Durant's brother going off about Russell Westbrook. None of that None of that works in favor of the Warriors. Even though like we look, we look at it and we say, wow, like I cannot believe that they're doing this. We should also look at it as, hmm, there's something not right. Like, to leak a story like that, something is not right. And the weird kind of dark NBA part of me is getting some satisfaction out of it. Yeah, and I think that if you – just another kind of affirmation of, of the PR kind of spin getting out of control is in the midst of that Tony Durant stuff, and maybe he's back up now, maybe they reactivate it, but they shut his account down. He's back up now, but yes. Yeah. Like that night, we tried to find it, and it was like they shut it down because they're like, oh, no, no, we can't control this. Because Nina Westbrook uh, responded. Did you see destroy, her response? Destroy. Yes. Burnt him <laughs> to crisps. It was great. Um, but anyway, like I said, enough enough of that conversation. We, we have some Twitter questions here. We do. Uh, before, there's a, there's a little bit of news. Uh, Cameron Payne was sent to the D-League this morning. <laughs> Uh, no man i just it just affirms even more and i know you you've just like i don't know how to else to talk about the fact that sam presti just robbed robbed the bulls yes i i like it makes me wonder like does he have something like blackmailing on garfoyman <laughs> like is there something going on there because not like even if you just took the three that we let go for the two players it's like, 
a, a blind steal, right? Yeah. But then, like, how a second round pick as well? Yeah, I don't, I don't get the pick at all. Actually, I feel like if there was a pick, it would have been from Oklahoma City to Chicago. Right. The player swap didn't make much sense in the first place, but then to also, it'd be like me going and, you know, buying this great value meal from Chicken Express that's six ninety nine, and saying, you know what, I'd rather give you eight ninety nine for it. <laughs> exactly. I know that you're offering me this good deal <laughs> on this March Madness box, but I'm going to go ahead and say eight ninety nine. Yeah, that's yeah. my final I, offer. Final offer. I just feel like your offer is too generous, and yeah. so I'm going to just go and give you a few extra dollars just to make it feel, you know, like I'm getting my, I'm evening it out or something. I, I feel bad for Cameron Payne. I, sure. I I think that he had a pretty good rookie season. Saw some promise. I I was really hard on him all season because I just didn't see it. I didn't see it anymore. I saw it last season. I saw it a little bit in summer league. Um. But to, I mean, to be honest, I was a little bit worried in summer league because he didn't just tear apart the summer league. He had some yeah. bad games over there, but I just didn't see it. Like when he played, he looked at a rhythm. He didn't look good. I just didn't see it from him, and I was surprised that they really got anything from him. But um, yeah, it's just crazy. Lincoln Lending understands that not all lenders are created equal. With the most competitive interest rates and highly trained professionals available, Lincoln Lending will communicate and accommodate your every need throughout the home buying process. Getting approved has never been easier with Lincoln Lending's new mobile app and website. Download the Lincoln Lending app at the App Store and the Google Play Store. You can also visit the website www.lincolnok.com or call 799-LEND to apply today. Lincoln Lending, not all lenders are created equal. NMLS 398026. Let's answer some Twitter questions, Jay. Cool. Yeah, let's do it. From at CabFan85 asks, fifth seed better for MVP chance, but wouldn't the sixth be better matchup-wise? I'd rather have Houston and the Spurs than the Jazz and the Warriors. What are your thoughts? Uh, I saw this question, and I think I probably probably would agree. Um, I don't know how much Oklahoma City will tank. Like, I just don't think that's in their nature, and it's definitely not in Russell Westbrook's nature uh, to sit and just be like, oh, well, we just won't play for the last three games because we'd rather take the sixth seed. Like, Oklahoma City, I don't think, is afraid to play anybody. And they may get run off the court by Golden State. Like, that's a legitimate thing. Mm-hmm. And if they're full strength, I'm not sure anybody – Anybody doesn't get run off the floor. Uh, but, man, if you can play the Jazz in the first round versus the Rockets, I, you take that every day. Because that gives you roughly two, you know, maybe even three games at home, uh, which is extra revenue for the team, which they always take. Yeah. Uh, plus, it's it, you have a better – I think I think the, that's an undervaluing of the Rockets a little bit, that question. Because I think the Rockets are really good. And I think the Jazz, we talked about this last uh, Thursday, is I think the Jazz, that Oklahoma City is the has the better chance in that series. Yeah. And, and I would probably pick Oklahoma City because of the experience. Because, you know, I just read that, that the fear, the thought around the league is that Rodney Hood and Derek Favors' knee injuries um, are lingering and, and won't go away until they get an offseason to do either minor surgery or just have some rest on them. And so all of those question marks, plus Russ is the clear-cut best player in that series makes me think that there's a really good chance that they could win that six, maybe seven. Uh, the bigger deal 
is you're looking at is that second round and you'd rather have San Antonio versus uh, the Warriors, which I would agree with that. Yes. Um, but it's one of those things that, um, I don't know, you'd rather just get to the second round or have the chance to get to the second round versus yeah. versus there's not more. And, and either one of them guarantee I get all of that. But playing the Rockets, uh, less of a guarantee or less of a chance, I think, in my opinion, versus the Jazz. Yeah, totally agree. And the Jazz have lost three of the last five, including a loss to the Chicago Bulls, which is kind of embarrassing at this point in the season. And the Thunder are playing their best basketball right now. And Derek Favors is, has been really good for them. He's had a, a, a rough season, but compared to who else is going to fill that spot, like Joe Johnson's been starting there for them. And uh, Derek Favors is a lot better than Joe Johnson. Uh, and Rodney Hood, that's a huge piece. He's a guy that can come in and put in 20. I mean, and without that, you're relying on Dante Exum in the playoffs. Yeah, that's on this And this whole team has never played in the playoffs, ever. George Hill has playoff experience, but beyond that, none of these guys have played. Um, obviously, they're like Joe Johnson, Borstia. I know that they played, but I'm talking about like their core players have never been in the playoffs. And that's a big deal. That matters. Yeah, absolutely. But the second round is what you're talking about. I think you still just want to get to the second round. That's more important than your opponent in the second round. Yes, and, and if Durant's still not right, I mean, this Thunder team, if they're confident and they've made it to the second round, they're going to be more confident. And yeah, yeah. They're, they're going to have figured something out or at least like sustain this current success that they're having. And I don't think I would not pick them to beat the Warriors, but I do think that they can push them. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the other thing you make in that is an assumption on San Antonio, right? So you think that if you play San Antonio that you have a good chance to win. And I probably would lean that way. Yeah. Uh, just because San Antonio hadn't played very hasn't played very well recently. But they've also, you know, they're constantly sitting players and, and it's the Spurs. It's the Spurs and, and Kawhi is incredible. And and you just have to assume that they'll be a different team in the playoffs as well. But you are that is correct, right? Getting the sixth seed and playing the Rockets does give you a better chance to get up to the that that Spurs game in the second round. And so it is it's a valid question. It's just hard for me to see the Thunder doing that first off. But you just take I mean, especially one of the things that it looks like is the Thunder actually have a decent maybe not a decent, but a small chance to get up even to the four seed. Um, and that's a real big game changer if they get that home court advantage in that first round. So, that but it's, I, think it, I think it all mixes up. I think there's still a chance that there's a lot of moving parts. There's a half game or a couple games that separate four through seven. Yeah. And who knows how that kind of plays out going into the end of the season? Yeah. Who knows? It, it could go down to that last, those last couple of games with Denver. And if they can win both those, I think that they can get up to the five. I'd be really surprised. The, the Clippers just have a really – I think they have the easiest schedule in the West going forward. Um, even though they haven't been playing well, I think that that really helps them out. Um, so I, I would still pick the Clippers to get to the four seed and then the Jazz five, Thunder six. I still think Thunder six is the is still probably what's going to happen. I think it's most likely. Uh, True. But if they can continue to play like they have been, I mean, who knows? I mean, any anything can happen here, and um, I'm trying to find. Sorry, this is great podcasting here. <laughs> I'm trying to find a. Okay, this is from James Hullis, who is back. He's snotty dripping again. At snotty dripping, shout out to us, snotty dripping. He said that Russ and Oladipo, the last six games uh, combined, they've averaged 50 points, 
14 rebounds, 15 assists, three steals, uh, 45% from the field, 44% from three, and only 5.8 turnovers a game. And Thunder are five and one. So if Oladipo can keep this up, we obviously know Russ is going to be Russ. But Oladipo, since he's come back from his back injury, has been a different player. And he has been incredible. And if Steven Adams can continue his steady play and his canter, his steady play as well, combined with this like fringe all-star type of play from Oladipo, this is a different Thunder squad. It absolutely is, which is why I'm so excited about watching tonight, right? Like, yeah. What does this team do against a, a really good Warriors team? You know, even with that direct, they're still really good. And, and I think I think it gives us a better understanding uh, of what this team does. And, and we didn't even mention it because it was such a forgettable game. But the Thunder did play the the Kings on Saturday, yeah. uh, two o'clock tip, which was you know which they're doing for the European market, which is cool. But the other thing that's crazy about it is is we all felt like it didn't exist, including uh, most of the players. Right. And so it was just kind of a blah game, and they still won by, you know, whatever, 15, 16 points. But uh, Vic was not very good in that game, and but he's been tremendous since the coming back, and I think that hopefully tonight we'll see a little bit more of that. Yeah. Watch the game tonight. Go check out Chicken Express and Lincoln Lending. Find us on Twitter at DTD Podcasts. You can send us an email. I've had a couple of emailers, uh, dtdpodcast at gmail.com. If you have questions or questions about us or whatever you want to ask, you can email. Please leave a five-star iTunes review if you like our podcast and you listen and you still haven't left one. Please do that. That really helps us out a lot. And uh, have a great Monday and enjoy the game tonight. <laughs>